Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. Today we're talking... The biggest star in the whole world, Tom Cruise. Thomas Cruise. Thomas Cruise. <laughs> Sorry, he says movie star is movie star. <laughs> I mean, he seems like he is. He seems like he is. I don't know anything about him. He seems I mean, like the, he's... Okay, let's, let's do it. Let's te- I'm going to test you here right now. I'm going to ask you, okay? I want you to just answer as soon as the first name that comes into your mind. I want you to, when I ask you, who is the biggest movie star? Uh, Tom Cruise. Yes! <laughs> I feel like I was... I feel like I was primed, but I might say, I might say that anyway. Yeah. That seems like number one. <laughs> like if you ask somebody from Russia, yeah. like quick, name an American movie star, they'd say, I don't know, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> Probably. So is his real name Tom Cruise? <laughs> no. <laughs> his real name is Thomas. Cruz Maypother. So his name is actually Tom Cruise. You said no. <laughs> well, it's his middle name. His his parents I, were weird. I just thought I thought it was a stupid question. I thought certainly his name's not Tom Cruise. And then I thought you would say it's something else, but his name is Thomas Cruise. Thomas Cruise Maypother. His dad was Thomas Cruise Maypother the third, so he's actually Thomas Cruise Maypother the fourth. Quattro. If I if I passed the name down and then I had a son and I named him, I'd call him Quattro. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you call him something cool? Quattro. Yeah. Yeah. You. I mean, if it was four. Yeah. There's something that doesn't strike me right about people naming their kid themselves. Like I've said, I know I've said this before, but it almost seems to me like a lady she's like oh, i'm having the baby and the doctor's like get it out of there and they're all tugging on her and stuff and <laughs> right. everybody's all worked up then the doctor turns to the lady and he's like what do you call this thing and she's like oh i, I don't know i haven't been thinking about it and then the guy's like ah oh, my name me <laughs> his name is my name <laughs> <laughs> just seems like a total panic decision right right you know I don't think I don't feel like it's a panic decision. I always saw it as being like overly traditional and dr- very dry and not interesting and paternalistic, whatever you know, like that. But I feel like my feelings on it now are different having my own kid, and I realize that when you have a kid, like as soon as your child escapes your body and and exists as a second person, it's like your life is actually over. And you are now just training your replacement. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty much exactly like when they bring in somebody new at work and you're like, "Uh, so what's he for? And your boss is like, oh, you're going to be training him to do your job. Right, right. And you're like, yeah, I mean, that's not good. And your boss is like, oh, no, he's just, he's going to help you. It's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. He's going to help you do your job. Right. So, I mean, I realize that there's no, there's no reason for me to, like, be very precious about, like, my name. I'm I'm not precious about it. And so, like, could I have n- named Nona Natalie Jr.? Absolutely. <laughs> because if you have met her... <laughs> You already know that's her name. <laughs> I feel like it can be hard to escape your biology. 
Right. For sure. I mean, at least if you have very specific genes. I don't know. If you're like an American Labrador and you're just everybody's baseball and football all mixed up, do what you want. Right. Right. I'm definitely like some kind of weird purebred that everyone's like, what the fuck is going on there? And then when I pop another one out, it's just the same fucking thing. Purebred. I I mean, (laughs) when you got enough recessive genes stacked up, you really start, like when they start, when they make those weed plants. Right. They're very specific. You're just like a strain of Natalie Kush. Right, right. I got that Kush going on. And so, like, my child is just like a very small version of myself. And she's just like an albatross because it's just like I can't get her high. And I don't know what else to do with her. <laughs> like, I know how to deal with problems for myself, but I'm not allowed doing that to her, even though clearly that's what would be the solution to her problem as well. <laughs> we have to wait. <laughs> I'm just like, we had to wait to give you cold medicine until you turn 12. <laughs> We gotta wait another six years before we're allowed solving any of your problems. angle i think is like it is not important like you can go ahead and name your kid after yourself it's fine this it does not bother me something i think is funny though that about doing that is that i feel like you absolutely would lose like a little bit of your like self-image in yelling your own name around the house i feel like that would be my reason for not doing it i feel like it would be very confusing because if if your son is named the same thing as you or your daughter's named the same thing as you and the third or fourth person in the house hollers that hollers the name there's always like which one do you mean and then you end up not calling either of them their name right because you have to distinguish right like george foreman named all his kids george foreman yeah i don't know what i don't know what he's doing with that i mean certainly they they're called by different names. He wants all of his sons to fully benefit from the weight of his name. He doesn't want only one of them to get like cuz the last name Foreman is not very is not very uncommon. Oh yeah, so he would have one little George Foreman and then he would have like Reginald Foreman and Nigel Foreman and and just on down Colinator Foreman. Yeah, yeah, but like John but John Foreman. He knows that all those boys are not going to hang out together all the time with each other. All those boys are going to go out and live their own lives. And every he's like, I'm going to give every single one of these kids the gift of special treatment whenever they go anywhere. Okay, so they go in their like name, and they're like George Foreman. Oh, like the like the boxer, and then they say, Yeah, he's actually my father. And then they're like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So special treatment for everybody. Okay. So I think maybe he was, people always talk about him like he like he did that because he was dumb. I don't think he was dumb. I think he was trying to be really egalitarian with his kids. And he knew that, he knew the value of a nice heavy name. I think something that, I think something that's worth contemplating is whoever you are, however you were raised, whatever material or social or economic advantages you had, you understand how much those play into what happens in your life. Uh I mean, unless you grew up rich, in which case you believe that you were normal. Uh And so I think when you have a kid, it's very, I mean, when you have a kid, you want them to have the best set of circumstances. Even if you say, hey, you know, well, I, I grew up poor, I grew up lower middle class, whatever your situation is, and I, I learned to do X, Y, and Z, and I learned not to rely on people and all this. Sure, I mean, you learn how to do certain things 
for yourself by not having <laughs> by not having a safety net and not having resources. So yes, that forces you to do things yourself if you want to have anything. Right. Which is also an advantage, but then if you're rich, you can just go to a private college for free that your parents pay for and then you don't have debt and then you use all of your connections of all the rich people you know to get a job and you become pretty much instantly rich and then you move on mm -hmm. and you keep pushing your money up to yourself. Right, right. And I mean, whatever, it's like the guy, There, it was going around a while ago. There's this whole segment of the internet that's called uh, Hustlegram or uh, <laughs> yeah. Snapchat Hustlers or what's the other one? Treehouse where they go and they talk. Mm -hmm. uh, Clubhouse. They go and they talk and it's LLC Twitter. Like, just get on your grind and hustle. Just start an LLC. Rise and grind, boss babe. So one guy <laughs> said, uh, if you had the choice, would you take a million dollars or would you take the opportunity to make $50 a month? I would take the $50 a month because I would grind harder. And then people are like, yeah, that math doesn't work out, man. That's like 166 years. <laughs> That's <laughs> passive income, baby. It's going to take you a long time to make the million dollars, my man. Right, right. And that's basically... Yeah, I mean, the $50 a month, like, yes, you learn a lot by learning which foods are cheapest. <laughs> yeah, right. But it's not the same as having a million dollars. You can learn a lot by buying $50 worth of books a month. You won't make very much money, though. Yeah, no, you'll just be way more educated about how fucked you are. Mm -hmm. Right. So, did Tom Cruise grow up rich? He grew up middle class. Uh, his dad was an electrical engineer, and his mother whose name was Mary Lee, was a special education teacher. Did you know that his parents were from Louisville, Kentucky, much like other people from Louisville? I didn't know that. No, when I was a kid, we used to go to the Louisville flea market. Yeah. Do you have family there? No, not directly in town. Uh, all around Kentucky, mostly in eastern Kentucky. Oh. But we would go there. We would go visit our, our relatives in Kentucky and go drive there. Okay. Because that was the that was the big shit. I used to go and get, uh, makes me sound like an ancient criminal. I used to go and get bootleg Atari games and Garbage Pail Kids. <laughs> Sometimes you would get the bootleg Atari games and you would take them home and they wouldn't work. And the flea market was 100 miles away. What are you going to do? Right, right. I used to love Garbage Pail Kids so much. When I was a kid, they were like my fucking favorite thing in the entire world. God, I was so young too when I would get my. I had to have been in kindergarten because of because of where 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 we lived at the time. Like I can remember where I was living when when I was getting my garbage pill kids. But I was so young. But I would get garbage pill kids like basically any time we would go somewhere. Like we would go to the gas station or we'd go whatever. I'd get a pack or two of garbage pill kids, and. I had a huge box of them. It's just like the saddest story of my entire life. Uh, I had a huge box full of them. It was like a big, huge box. It was just like, oh, fucking tons of them, tons of them. God, if I, if I had the collection, collection of them now, I would be so fucking geeked. It would be fucking insane. I had this huge collection of garbage filled kids, and I went to school one day, and I came home, and my youngest sister, who was like like not even preschool age while I was at school she got my fucking giant fucking box of garbage pail kids and she peeled all the stickers off and stuck them on my dresser oh my god <laughs> I was so insanely mad yeah I mean first of all the thing where you make 
your collectible products like very easy to destroy. That is really smart from a business <laughs> angle. Yeah. Uh -huh. But I absolutely my garbage pail kids, they were they were kept away from my sister. My sister loved sticking stickers on things. Mm -hmm. Like I actually have a, a pathological hatred of stickers. I know you do, baby. Because of it. I mean it's not it's not traumatic it's not troubling to me it's just like it's funny that that's the thing that i hate the most right i you know what you the things that you hate the most you hate stickers the most and you hate glitter and you hate little pieces of paper uh-huh all over the place that, that, uh -huh. that is what you hate the most yes absolutely i hate my least favorite thing in the world that makes me angrier than anything is feeling like i'm wet <laughs> 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 yeah, that's like a good all, one. Though. Of all the things that make me the most angry. Oh yeah, and you know this in in your experience of living with me. Like any time we are ever going somewhere and it is so hot that I start getting sweaty and my clothes start feeling wet, it will ruin everybody's day. <laughs> I mean, that's that's an exaggeration. You're very nice, but uh, everybody knows you're uncomfortable. And I'm not, and I'm I'm ready to go. I'm done. I'm done with this day. I'm ready to go home. You guys need to fucking go on and have your stupid fun. Wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you keep wanting to move north then. Yeah, yeah. I would like it if I lived somewhere where there were a lot fewer days where I was wet. I would feel wet with sweatiness. And like... Maybe even somewhere that was farther north, maybe it wouldn't have as bad allergies, maybe. Maybe the you, tree pollen would be different, and I'm not allergic to it because I haven't been exposed to it yet. Maybe some novel tree pollen would sort you out. <laughs> maybe that's what I need. <laughs> some different tree pollen. <laughs> Go up to a different arbor zone. Just breathe in some different spike particles. Right. I mean, like, if you think about it, like, if you moved up to, like, uh, Vermont, like, really far north in Vermont, like, near the Canadian border, don't they have, like, more pine trees than leaf folly-offy trees? Probably. Like, and I think pine trees probably don't give you very many pollen allergy problems. I don't have any idea. I don't have any These are idea. all, I'm just, like, making shit up. I'm pulling stuff out of my butt. This is a Tom Cruise episode. All bets are off. <laughs> I could talk about whatever I fucking want. You guys have to listen to me. So, yeah. But anyways, sound off in the Discord. Are you from Vermont? Have you noticed that your allergies are not as bad as they are in central Ohio? No, there's like one guy from Vermont. Just ask him for it. <laughs> How do you know if somebody's from Vermont? <laughs> yeah. You ask him. <laughs> No that's, no, that's the classic joke. Don't worry, they'll tell you. <laughs> Don't worry, they'll tell you? Is that the classic joke about Vermont, though? Are, are no, Vermonters the... really well-known for, like, stunting on people about it? <laughs> I don't know if they're well-known for it. It's just a pattern I've noticed. Right, right. All, all really nice, chill people, but it's the first thing they'll tell you. <laughs> I'm in Vermont. It's... Well... I don't know how it is there. Right. There's like a handful of states that I just imagine are perfect because I never hear about them in the news. Oh, yeah. Maine? Maine. Nothing happens in Maine. Nothing happens in Vermont. You know what the main thing that happened in Maine was? Do you get it, please? 
was <laughs> that guy just lived in the woods for like 27 years and just stole people's cans of food and ate them. Who can blame him? Yeah. I mean, that's the fucking life, man. That's like that real hermit life. He was he was living it. Like, I talk about that. Like, I talk about living the dream. He was living the dream. The actual dream. The actual dream. He was living in fucking wilds of Maine and just like eating canned food and not fucking going to work and fuck everybody. I mean, honestly, like just being in the woods and just having to live and never seeing anybody and occasionally having to break in and steal food sounds like a dream I would have. Like, <laughs> like at night. Yeah. A night dream. Yeah. I had this really great dream recently. <laughs> I had this really great dream recently. I'm sure people in the Discord may have heard it, but all y'all who aren't in Discord because of your own fault, you can hear the story too. I had gotten some tattoos recently, and like when I got my tattoos, they put these black bandages on it. And the new thing now, I guess, is that they put the bandages on and they tell you to leave it on for three days. And so for three days after I got my tattoos, I hadn't seen them. Because the bandage was black and I wasn't supposed to take it off for three days. And so I had really, I kind of looked at it a little bit for like a second at the tattoo shop, but I didn't get a really good look at them. And like some of it was in like dead languages and I was like, oh, I'm sure it's all spelled wrong. And so like I had like, I was really preoccupied with this idea that my tattoos were fucked up underneath, yeah. underneath my bandages. So I had this dream. Where I took my bandage off, and instead of the tattoo I got, I had this tattoo of this giant crowd full of people that was like this mixed group of people. It was like people from all over the world. It was yeah. like all of the different ethnicities, all of the different cultures of the world. There were Asian people and Indian people and black people and white people and Hispanic people and like... Everybody, all the different, every kind of all the different people, all together, all together. And they were That's all. That's good. That's good, though. They were all eating ice cream cones. <laughs> <laughs> they all had ice cream cones and they all looked really mad. <laughs> mad? Yeah, they looked real disappointed. Like we were, they, they all got together and they thought they were going to get more than ice cream cones. Oh. It was like, it was like, there, this is what we got. Huh? Oh. <laughs> oh, I see. It was almost like they were, it was almost like a United Nations type thing. And they <laughs> thought we're being brought together for a great purpose. And they just handed them all ice cream. Yeah. That's great. Some of them had cotton candy instead of ice cream. Oh, also. yeah. Probably dairy. Uh -huh. Yeah. You got lactose intolerance in there, too. Yeah, That's but awesome. But whoever planned it out, like, had treats for everybody, like, regardless. But my, the, the tattoo is all of the people with the ice creams. It was so funny. <laughs> you got to get the tattoo now. If you want Natalie to get the tattoo... How about this? If you get the tattoo, I will give you <laughs> something. A second tattoo. A second tattoo. I say I'll give you a month free of Discord. <laughs> so okay. Do you think Tom Cruise has any tattoos? I bet you he doesn't. I bet you he has zero tattoos. He seems very serious about probably not getting tattoos. Well, he also was like a priest. He studied to be a priest. Is yeah. that the idea? Yeah. He. Um. Okay. So he was. A child of Thomas Cruz the third and Mary Lee, the special ed teacher. He was he was their kid, right? And then he grew up <laughs> into being a high school kid. And after he graduated, he went to the Saint Francis Seminary in Cincinnati on a Catholic Church scholarship. 
Really? Yes. And he was going to become a Franciscan priest, but then he got kicked out of the seminary for drinking. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. he had a beer, and they're like, nope, only blood of Christ, my man, you're out. Wow. He must have been uncareful drinking that single beer, too. <laughs> yeah. He must have been, like, swilling it around, like, down the center of the church and stuff. He was, like, bad at hiding stuff. So that's the first thing we're learning about Tom Cruise is he's not good at pretending, which is not a good thing for an actor. (laughs) (laughs) You should be able to pretend that you're not drinking if you're drinking. I mean, I'm, I'm not a huge drinker. But it is really easy to just have a beer and you could just get a can of beer and walk down the street and nobody will stop you. To actually get stopped and get in trouble because people are noticing you drinking beer means you must be doing something terribly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> They're starting this new thing in Columbus, like in the in the brewery district, I think, or in the arena district called the Dora, which is the, (laughs) Dora is like one of those words and it stands for designated outdoor refreshment area. (laughs) You'll be able to walk around and drink alcohol outside in the Dora, only in the Dora. But that sounds good. I mean, especially in these times. Yeah. These trying times. It sounds great. You had to get out and drink outside. It sounds great like any time now. Right. I mean, that's the most i mean that's like a very relaxing thing to do yeah right right so okay so he was going to be a priest then they got kicked out of being a priest right then um he talked to his folks and he's like oh mother oh stepfather because he and his his folks got a divorce he was a child of divorce that's why he's able to give such like very like sensitive portrayals and all of his portrayals because he is is he is that his thing he is a child of divorce, and so he understands the depth of pain. And he so he's able to have these characters, and he's really pours his soul into it. And then you love it. You love to see it. I'm, I guess. I, I I'm going to be honest. I think I've maybe seen one Tom Cruise movie. I don't think I've seen any Tom Cruise movies. You never saw Top Gun? No, I don't think I have. We had it on VHS, and I watched it, and I was a kid, and I was like, ah. It was, like, very... You know, sometimes, I'll tell you, sometimes me and Nona will be walking around the neighborhood, and we'll see, like, the most basic dog. We'll just see, like, a yellow dog. A basic bitch? Yes. (laughs) Literal basic bitch. Yeah. (laughs) Just like a yellow Labrador. Like Martha. Yeah, from Martha Speaks, exactly. <laughs> Just the most basic, and Nona will be like, no sliders, dog. <laughs> She'll be like a level one tutorial dog. <laughs> Intro to dog. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Top Gun felt like to me. It's just like the cool guy flies a plane. He's so cool. The end. Oh, you know, I, I, did see a, I did see a Tom Cruise movie. I saw an interview with a vampire. I didn't know he did that. Was he the vampire? I think he was a vampire. But I don't think that he was, like, the main one, maybe. I don't remember. I don't remember. I thought Brad Pitt was, like, the main one. Or maybe they both were. I don't remember because I haven't seen that movie in about 25 years. <laughs> so he left the priesthood. Mm-hmm. He left the school for the priesthood. And then he talked to his mom and his stepdad, and he said, Hey, maybe I should go be Tom Cruise. Forget about Tom. Me, Potter. 
And so what did they say? They said, uh, his mother said, baby, we're moving to New York City to be an actor. And so <laughs> he moved to New York City and he worked as a busboy. And then he went to Los Angeles to try out for some roles and got a manager and started acting in films. Dust off your hands. We just made a Tom Gers. That was That was easy. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. That was incredibly easy. Right, right. That's all it takes when you're Tom Cruise. <laughs> I guess so. So he was just a good-looking guy. I mean, he must. He was probably good at acting too. Right, you know? right, right. So he first was in a movie in 1981 called Endless Love. I've never heard of that movie. Uh huh. Um, he was also in Taps, which. I've heard of. I just um, heard of the song. I haven't seen the movie. He was in the movie for The Outsiders, which I think I might have seen that too. I think I saw that in school after I read The Outsiders. Hmm. Did Nona have to read that? She's reading it right now in school. Oh, is it good? I don't. I don't. I. I don't remember liking it that much. I. I just bought a copy on Amazon to send to my child's school though. I should. Uh, I should get it and read it and flex on her. Right, like oh, I know all about Pony Boy, dum dum. <laughs> I just think I think it, there's something very funny about a a forty year old doing a child's homework and be like, "What'd you get on number five? <laughs> it's very, it's very no, not dum dum. <laughs> no, it's not about demeaning. It's not about demeaning. That's your kid." <laughs> Not gonna demean her. It's more just like, more just like, well, I'm done. Flexing, yeah. Yeah, flexing, flexing. Yeah, I got it done. Yeah, you wanna check the answers? We'll see who's right. Well, how do we till you're done first? So, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. So yeah, he went out and he said, "I'm gonna be an actor," and then there he was. There he was, Tom Cruise, and it was already his fucking name. I mean, my middle name in Cruise. <laughs> You gotta, that's part of the, that's part of the deal. Well, you know what? My middle name is D. And so Man. actually if I pulled a Tom Cruise, my name would be Natalie D. Mm. That's, that's why I'm a star. That's why I have the real star power that's, in, this, in this situation. That's why it happened like that. That's why it happened like that. Yep. So he was in all these movies right he was in the outsiders he was in all the right moves he was in risky business isn't that the one where he was sliding around in his underpants you tell me i That's remember all I know about that risky business the, is the, the rock around. and roll yeah mm-hmm. when he was playing air guitar on the broom or whatever yeah <laughs> i remember that scene i remember seeing clips of that scene i don't think i saw that movie i don't think i saw that movie i don't remember anything about it um he was in legend he was in top gun that was one where he flew it. He he flew airplanes. Yeah. Uh, he was in The Color of Money. He was in Cocktail. Gosh, he was in all kinds of movies. I'm going to read all. He was in Rain Man. Oh, I saw that. I didn't know he was in Rain Man. Yeah. The, he wasn't Rain Man, though. No. He, Rain yeah. Man was the star of that one. He was in Born on the Fourth of July. Um, and he was nominated for an Academy Award for that movie. He must have done a good job. Then he was in Days of Thunder, Far and Away. We're talking about the 90s now, bitch. We're talking about Interview with a Vampire again. <laughs> and he was in Mission Impossible and Jerry Maguire. He's, this guy is just in the fucking movies. He's like a real movie star. I bet you if people see him, they're like, Tom Cruise, give me your autograph, dude. You're probably so cool. 
<laughs> Gosh, it, they really, I mean, if you go out and you just watch the movies they tell you to watch, he's in them. Right, like the most boringest movies that are like dude adventures in like espionage and crime fighting like he's gonna be in those movies probably and he's just in all those kind he like he seems like one of those guys who is like i'm in the action movies i'm in like ha- look at me my fit body <laughs> like that oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> that's th- you know what you know what my type is not is 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 strapping guys who are like all 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 Slippery and like hairless, hairless, yeah, hairless, slippery guys, clean looking. You think guys. it? Co- you think it comes back to being wet? Because like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I think it is. Huh? I'm, I'm always. I like how fuzzy you are because you were never wet. Sometimes you're wet, and I try to hug you, and you're wet, and I'm like, no, I don't want any of that. I thought I loved you, but that apparently on hiatus <laughs> for a moment. <laughs> but I'm never, I'm never slippery though. It's right. just like a wet. It's more like a wet, damp, uh, a wet dog kind yeah. of. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it is damp because you know what? I will spend five hours in the bathtub. It's not the wetness. It's the dampness. Yeah. It's yeah. a combination of being damp and having clothes stick to you. It's <laughs> being. You know, it it's just like when you when you want water, it's hydration. When you don't, it's wetness. Right. I don't like I don't like it when my clothes stick to my body on wet. Yeah, yeah. And then they come off of your body, and then the wet touches you, and it's cold. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's see. I know yeah. why you don't like it. It's yeah. Cold and wet and sticky. I don't like it. Like under your, you get your. It's like your get sweat under your boob and then your shirt sticks under it and then you got your shirt all wedged under your boob and the boob sweat and it's all stuck to your rolls and sh- that's not hot it doesn't make you feel good it doesn't make you feel like you're ready to conquer the world at all <laughs> i don't blame you so did you know that tom cruise is not only a movie star he's also uh an author of unauthorized <laughs> not biographies of <laughs> so he's not only a movie star he's a book star yeah, yeah. did he so he <laughs> that's didn't that's he didn't that's actually that's... write him did he no, no. <laughs> that's a better way to put it he's a book star <laughs> he did not write he's unauthorized biographies of himself man that would be but he kind of did. He kind of did oh, write the other. Yeah. Because he was the master of his destiny that other, other w- people were writing about. He was the puppet master. <laughs> he was the puppet master. He accomplished all this stuff. And then when they wrote about it, he's like, I made you write about it by being in Jerry Maguire and Jack Reacher. <laughs> What's Jack Reacher? It's one of his movies. <laughs> he's in a movie called Jack Reacher? Yeah, it sounds like a little sounds a little salacious if you ask me. Jack creature. Kind of sounds like a like a reach around. That's what they. I don't it know. Sounds if, like a reach around and the at the end of the jack. Oh, and creature. With the reacher. It's, it makes it sound like creature. Oh yeah, jack, it's like it, jack creature. It's a little <laughs> spooky, like Alucard. Who's that? Wait, there's Dracula backwards. <laughs> I don't trust that Jack Reacher. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little fishy. Um, so okay, so there was a book called Tom Cruise Unauthorized that was right. a- authored by Wensley Clarkson. Sure. <laughs> 
Um, it came out in 1998, and it talked about Tom Cruise's life and how he decided he was going to be an actor, um, how he was in Scientology, and how his girlfriends were Mimi Rogers and Nicole Kidman. <laughs> sure. And then in 2003, they wrote a sequel called Cruise Control. <laughs> oh, that's a great name for for that book yeah and then tom cruise was interviewed on larry king about the book and he said that you could tell that the guy doesn't know him because <laughs> that was the pull quote yeah <laughs> you can tell this guy doesn't know me at all this guy didn't know me <laughs> you don't that's know pretty, me that's pretty astute that's such a good comment <laughs> I, I mean like i can't i can't say anything about the guy like writing a book about tom cruise and not knowing anything about tom cruise because here i am making a podcast episode about tom cruise and i don't know anything about him either well he has that star power he pulls you into his fucking his miasma of excitement and intrigue and you feel like you have to be a part of it and then like oh i'll just podcast about it even though i don't know shit <laughs> I feel I feel like I don't know who Mimi Rogers is. I know Nicole Kidman is an actress. I feel like it's very hard to get a grasp on what Tom Cruise is actually like though. I think people maybe take one little isolated event and say he's good or one little isolated event and say he's bad. But I I feel like I understand his comment that the guy doesn't know him. I mean, I think that's a deeper analysis of the situation than it sounds. So, it sounds very stupid <laughs> on the surface. Uh-huh. This guy wrote a book about you. I'm Larry King. This guy wrote a book about you. What do you have to say about it? Well, he doesn't know me. I think but... that, yeah, I think if I was going to guess about what, what Tom Cruise is like in real life, I think he is probably like a cross between American Psycho and like one of those Mormon guys on the bike. Oh, yeah. I think that he has, like, some really serious fucking psychotic uh, vibes to him, like American Psycho, but I don't think he would be a violent guy. I think that any kind of of those kind of American Psycho vibes that would pass over into being, like, inappropriate or something that might tank his superstardom, those vibes are then transferred into him being, like, a religious nutjob. So you think he... You think he just sublimates? Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a master of sublimation. Uh-huh. A master sublimator. <laughs> you could blame him. <laughs> I would sublimate too for that much money. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I mean, nobody is really looking at me in the direct sense, so I'm not very practiced in sublimating my desires. I just do what I want. Right. Right. So my favorite thing for desire is to give in let's go yeah it's time for a quiz i'm gonna give you a quiz okay we are really gonna get to know tom cruise right now okay okay so i'm gonna ask you all his favorite stuff these are do you know i I mean do you know what it is favorite things okay so you know the answer i have a list yeah okay okay so i was gonna say because if you don't know i don't know right okay uh Doing a quiz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck it up. What's Tom Cruise's favorite color? Red. No. It's green. That's, that's, that might be my favorite color, too. That's a good choice. I like green. Sure. Mm-hmm. What is his favorite food? Gosh, it's so it's so hard because I feel like everybody has an actual favorite food, 
And then everybody has a favorite food that they would tell people is their favorite food. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh I feel like everybody, I feel like people judge each other based on such small amounts of information that we always feel as though we're under scrutiny. And so even the simplest things such as telling another person what food you like is wrought with like the observer effect right right like oh i don't know if i should tell these people i like hot dogs so much what if they're vegan they're gonna think i'm a fucking low-class piece of shit animal eater well and and like what if i tell somebody my favorite food is hot dogs and they're like that's you know that's a simpleton's food your favorite food should be something more high class and fancy what if my favorite food is mcdonald's I think saying that your favorite food is McDonald's is possibly the most perfect answer to what is your favorite food because it addresses it with the seriousness required of the question, what is your favorite food? My favorite food is McDonald's. Oh, McDonald's. That's perfect. I think Tom Cruise, I think he would, I think, here's what I think. I think two things. I think if somebody asked Tom Cruise what his favorite food is, he would probably say pizza. But <laughs> but I think his actual, before you tell me, you're laughing, so I clearly got it wrong. I think that his actual favorite food is probably something like a specific like pistachio encrusted pork chop at like a very specific restaurant. Right. That's what I think. But he, go ahead. He says pasta, junk food, and lobster. Pasta, junk food, and lobster. That is... That's a very wide net to cast. That bait... First of all, saying junk food is essentially like saying your favorite food is McDonald's. I think saying junk food is like saying your favorite food is Slim Jims. (laughs) Slim Jims and Tic Tacs. But then also, (laughs) then also pasta and lobster. I mean, it's, it's fine. Lobster is the worst shellfish. It is like so tough. Compared to like the other ones, it's I'm not an idiot's a, choice. I'm not a fan of it. Just uh, this. It's good in soup. I though. don't. Uh, I like it in soup. I like it in macaroni and cheese. I, I I like it. It's just if I'm gonna I'm gonna pick something else probably. I don't like cracking all those little things open. I feel like the best way to eat shellfish, whether it's a lobster or crab, is to make a a nice rich soup. You get that shellfish fat in there. You get that nice light meaty flavor. A little hint of the ocean. I think that's the best way to do it all. Cracking it open and grubbing on it, I don't like that. I don't mind. I don't mind it. Like uh, my one thing I've missed the most during the pandemic, every other food itch I've been able to scratch, but this is one I have not been able to within the confines of my own home is crab boil. Yeah, where you go and you get you order a pound of crab and they cook it in a plastic bag. They give you a plastic bag filled with uh, sauce and crab legs and corn le- and corn legs. Corn legs. <laughs> Corn on the leg. <laughs> and you sit there and you dip your French fries in the bag of yeah. sauce. And, like so and when you say sauce, it's not like a... It's like butter. I was just going to say it's like butter and paprika and Cajun, Cajun seasoning, spices. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what else do we have? Tom Cruise. Okay. Oh, yeah. We're doing a quiz. I forgot about that. What's his favorite drink? Uh, I think he would probably say a Budweiser. He actually said 
non-alcoholic drink. His favorite drink is non-alcoholic <laughs> drink? Yeah. <laughs> How is that a possible answer you could give to somebody seeking to know that more could about be, That you? could be water. That could be milk. That could be ecto-cooler in a juice box. That could be a little hug. That could be... Uh, Non-alcoholic drink. That's most. Cup of coffee. That's most drinks. Yeah. Diet Coke. I think that I think that he is actively seeking to conceal information about himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what is his favorite perfume? Why does he? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, Chanel Number no. Five. Uh, it uh, says Clive Christian. I don't even know what that is. Can I look it up? I've never heard of that. How much is it for a bottle? Let's see how bougie this. How much is. is it? What is it called? I mean, Clive Christian perfume. It's in the UK, uh, about four hundred dollars a bottle. And it's it's his favorite perfume for him, or it's his favorite perfume to him to to smell that somebody else has put. I don't know. One or both. One okay. or both. Okay. It looks, it like does... it's, it looks like it's uh, Clive Christian original collection. Three hundred fifty for a bottle. Okay. Well, ladies, any... number one, four hundred fifty-four dollars a bottle. Okay. Anybody? Someone's paying Tom Cruise too much. Uh, Clive Christian, seven hundred fifty dollars a bottle. Tom that's... Cruise, what are you doing? This is that's... like wasting your money. That's very expensive perfume. Anybody can wear any perfume they want. I was just curious if he meant that it's his favorite smell to smell, or if it's the one where he wants to smell like that, because those are two distinct things. Well, I think this is the same wanna, for me. I just want to look inside that weird little skull he's got. <laughs> he's want to get to know him. <laughs> it's like it's all dark. The whole inside of your body is dark. That's just the thing. The whole thing. Living in the dark the whole time like one of those old white fish way down under the ocean. Right. But yet, the inside of your body ever sees the light, that's trouble. That's what I think Tom Cruise's mind is like. He ever lets that sucker out in public, we're all fucked. <laughs> uh, who is Tom Cruise's favorite singer? Uh, favorite singer? Uh, Diana Ross. No, his favorite singer is Joss. Joss? <laughs> Joss Joss? Joss Stone. That's a horrible name to say. Joss Stone. S S G Joss. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is either. Actually, I recognized the name and I thought it was like a guy. I thought it was the guy who did the TV show. Oh, Joss Whedon. Yeah. Okay. It's a different person though. It's not that guy. Okay. All right. <laughs> They're not a singer, I don't think. Anyway, so what? What is? What is Tom Cruise's favorite song? This is another one like. I feel like he would say his favorite song is probably uh, his favorite song. I mean, all of his other answers are like pasta, junk food, and lobster. <laughs> his favorite song has to be something utterly... I'm trying to think of what is the most generic song. <laughs> what is the what is the most featureless song that you could have? Hotel California. That's my opinion, like something like that. That's probably the, that's probably one of the worst popular songs. I think actually uh, the worst popular song of all time is Bohemian Rhapsody. Queen, great band, Freddie Mercury, great singer, great songwriter, Brian May, great guitar player. Uh -huh. Bohemian Rhapsody, literally the worst 
popular rock song. No, ever, I think it's made. that. I think it's that. Uh, that Rob Thomas and Santana song. Oh, smooth. Yeah. Uh huh. I would rather is, listen to Bohemian is, Rhapsody all day long than listen to that. Yeah, smooth is very featureless, which is fitting. That's the name. Uh-huh. Like a like a slippery brain. Yeah, no winkles. <laughs> So what's the most, um, it's probably something that is not funky. It's probably something that is not cool. Gosh, I have, uh, I have no, Elvira by the Oak Ridge Boys. <laughs> no, uh, Gold Digger by Kanye West. What? So is his favorite song? That sounds a little misogynistic to me. Sounds like, uh, Sounds like he's trying to make a point. Uh-huh. But all of his wives have been actresses. Uh-huh. So they're already rich. Right. So what it, isn't Jamie Foxx on that song? Probably. Is that the one with Jamie Foxx? Didn't know. he do songs with Kanye? Uh, I think maybe he only liked it because he's like, oh, there's an actor. <laughs> maybe. What is his favorite sport? Football. Hey. That's yeah. There we go. There we go. Oh, he also liked wrestling. Um, what's his favorite pet? I'm dog. I'm gonna have <laughs> to go with dog. He said dog or cat. Dog or cat. <laughs> No, no, that no, that is not possible. Your favorite pet cannot be dog and cat. You cannot say that. Your favorite. You are on one side or another. I've I have nothing. He's a politician, man. I have nothing against any kind of animal that exists, and and I have friends that have no pets. I have friends that have dogs. I have friends that have cats. They're all the same people, right? They're all like the same level of people to me. But I, when it comes to having a pet in my house, I want to have a dog. I don't want to have a cat. Right. I really don't think, and cat people are not going to get a fucking dog. Right. They want to have a cat. Right. I want another friend in the house and that like you get a higher level of friendship with a dog than you do with other ones. You have reasons that you want one or the other. You cannot say dog and cat. Yeah. So okay, I think that this guy plays but I think he's either playing both sides of the fence or he is a simpleton and he actually has no opinions about anything. Cuz I actually also have this quote this quotation um from Tom Cruise from some interview <laughs> where they asked him about going to the movies and what kind of movies he likes to go see and stuff. Okay. So what does he say? So they, <laughs> so they asked him so what is the actual question? Was do you have a most memorable movie-going experience? Okay. What would you answer for that? Yes, I, my, yes, I have definitely one formative movie experience. Okay. It was uh, when I was eight, my dad's like, Drew, you want to come? Oh, go, go see a movie. Yeah. And I was like, hell yeah. So we went to see a movie, and uh, we left, and it was just, he just took me. My mom was at home with my sister, and he's like, we're going to go see Batteries Not Included, absolutely non-memorable movie. Mm-hmm. He told my mom this. We get to the theater. He's like, we're not going to see Batteries Not Included. We're going to see The Running Man, <laughs> which was a sci-fi horror movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and starring Richard Dawson as the host of this dystopian game show where they send criminals into a maze to be killed by gladiators and arnold and his friends escape the maze and kill richard dawson at the end it was the fucking most badass thing i've ever seen in my whole life 
and we got home my mom was like how was the movie and i was like it was cute the robots were flying (laughs) (laughs) yes that is the most memorable movie experience of my life absolutely yeah i would say my most memorable movie experience was either my mom taking me to see aliens when i was like two (laughs) and traumatizing me for my entire life or when I was in high school and I had, like, a dysfunctional relationship in high school and me and my dysfunctional boyfriend would go out and see Romeo and Juliet in the movie theater, like, every week. we Like, more than once a week. We went and probably saw it in the theater, like, 12 times, probably. <laughs> like, the Claire Danes and Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. version of Romeo and Juliet. We, had our, we, would, we would fight with each other and then we would go see it. <laughs> and then we would leave and we would fight and then we would go out the next day and see it again. <laughs> What was Tom Cruise's most memorable? I'm gonna have this is gonna be hard for me to make it through this. This is ridiculous. Are you ready? This is his quote. All right, you ready? Imagine I'm doing a great Tom Cruise voice. Okay. Boy, that's hard to say because I can basically look at my whole life in terms of films I've seen to name just one. There's so so many films that have been memorable to me. I love movies. I can remember since I was a little kid going to the theater or the drive-in and what it meant to me when the lights go down and I'm just taken on a journey, going to places that I didn't even know existed or a different world that I wished were real, incredible adventures, drama, comedy. That's what I love. I love the cinema experience. I prefer it with a packed audience. That's what we dream about when we're making these films, too. Thinking of that group experience. There's nothing like it, and nothing like seeing it on a big screen with great sound and exactly the way it was meant to be. That has never changed for me. I love it. (laughs) So his his answer for what is the most memorable movie experience is he responded and said he loves... Going to the movies? He loves all movies. Tom Cruise really came out and said all movies matter. Right, all of them. I like them all. I like all movies. <laughs> and Drama, uh, comedy. It's just great when the lights turn down. <laughs> I just love to watch them. It doesn't matter what movie it is. <laughs> I'll sit through anything. <laughs> That's like when a teenager asks another teenager if they've had sex and they're like, oh yeah, banging, you know I get it done. (laughs) The part where you slide it in, that's my favorite to me. It's a different experience every time and when the lights go down, that's when you know the banging is about to begin. (laughs) Uh, So, did you know that Tom Cruise's teeth are weird? No. He has teeth that are not in the middle. Like, his two front teeth are not, like, underneath his nostril divider. Okay. They're, like, off to the side. And so he had to get them fixed. He had braces. He had veneers. And his teeth are still off to the side, although they are very white and shiny now. (laughs) Well, good for him. (laughs) So there, so it looks like he has just one tooth in front and then like rows back from that. <laughs> yeah. It's like his teeth are like shifted. Okay. And so like his two front teeth, they should be in the middle, but they're yeah. like off to the side. It's just, you know, I, I mean, that is true, but I think probably that Tom Cruise is such a Labrador retriever 
And it's so hard to get any actionable thing to, like, get mad at him about that. First of all, all the celebrities are in Scientology, but people got very mad at him about that Mm -hmm. because... There was, like, nothing else going on with him and except his teeth. So they're mad at his teeth. Uh, you know what? We could have spent this whole time talking about Scientology, but when it comes down to it, I'm not here to, like, bash people's weird beliefs about shit. Like, you can believe whatever you want. I don't give a shit, right? Oh, I don't care. I don't, I don't give a fuck. You're, like, do your thing. It's whatever. I don't give a I'm shit. I'm just saying that's all that I've ever heard about him is, like, people on the internet getting mad at it. And it's like, all right, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's fucking super rich. Just let him do what he wants. <laughs> I mean... He's going to anyway. Like, it doesn't matter how mad anybody gets. Like, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks about what anyone does. I don't give a shit what he, this dude get, does. I don't even give a shit about his movies. I don't give a shit. I'm not going to give a shit about his movies. Why am I going to give a shit about where he goes to church? Like, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I'm not rich, and I don't have unlimited resources. And... I have, like, a finite number of friends. Right. And, like, I don't, I still don't do what anybody tells me. Right. I still do what I want to do. I think that we all know that you can't tell people shit. And so, like, just don't try, man. I mean, telling people what to do basically only works to people who love authority. And who love to be told what to do. And how many people do you know who are like that? Oh, I know some people who not really... Not a lot, though. I know some people who really love authority, but it's not the majority of the people I know. Now, if you go out into the population and you see people waving flags and talking about, I'm proud just to vote. Right. Now, I mean, I think there's a lot of people... There's a lot of people in America who just want a dad for the country to step in and just be the good dad for the country and be an authority, and everybody will just do what the authority says. Yeah. And they're like... That's the kind of people when they're like, well, when the cop tells you to stop, you should just stop. (laughs) Well, if he didn't resist and the cop wouldn't have kicked his whole lungs in. Yeah, right, right. That's the authority. Boot kissers. People love authority. I don't like authority. It sounds like Tom Cruise doesn't like authority. Right. Did you know that Tom Cruise, when he was filming Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, he held his breath underwater for six minutes? Now, that, that to me means he's either got great lungs or reduced brain capacity. Or why not both? Why not both? <laughs> no winkles, baby. Slides right off. <laughs> We're staying underwater forever. <laughs> I think I could stay underwater about 40 seconds. Right. I'm not even going to. I think if you asked... Most people, how long they could hold their breath, they'd be like, two or three minutes. No, like 30, 40 seconds. I'd have to really, I'd have to get, I have to get a few good pumps in first. I'd have to really, I have to really suck it in. I would get insanely, insanely, insanely high and meditate for like 40 minutes first. And then I would see how long I could go without breathing. Because I think I might be able to go for a really long time. Probably not six minutes, so that's excessive. I think you'd have to do a bunch of training. You'd have to really get your cardio working. Right. So when Tom Cruise was a kid, I know we talked about how he was like a Catholic guy, right? And he was going to go to St. Francis Seminary in Cincinnati. And he wanted to get like a little, he wanted to, he had to apply to go to the school and stuff and to get like a scholarship and stuff to go to the school. And so they had to do all these tests with him. And when they gave Tom Cruise a test... They had to, he had to get at least an IQ of 110 in order to get into this school. And his IQ 
was exactly 110, like a miracle. <laughs> now, that, that means two things. One thing it could mean is that Tom Cruise's IQ is exactly 110. In other words, roughly average. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Because... Absolutely uh, average, yeah. Now, uh, this is taking into it, taking into account the fact that IQ or, or G or general intelligence is not a good measure of anything. Right. It's a very vague way of testing somebody. And it doesn't account for socioeconomic background and uh, all kinds of other uh, cofactors that would change how you would score on an IQ test. But the two the two most likely outcomes are, number one, that Tom Cruise is absolutely average. The <laughs> other is that Tom Cruise is really good looking and charming. And so they gave him the 110. <laughs> It's totally sus that he scored exactly the minimum IQ. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but like, I don't know. Did you know he's five foot seven? Uh, I didn't. I think that... Does he have a hairy chest? That's like a, decide, like a, like a make or break thing I for me. I seriously doubt he has a hairy chest. Tom I think he's probably Cruise. one... I think all those hunky guys... No shirt. If they do have... If they do have hairy chest... Tom Cruise, no shirt. You're Ugh. not gonna... You're not gonna pull Ugh. anything up for that online. Yeah, no. He's he looks exactly as you would expect him to look. When was he born? Why is he How... standing like that? <laughs> Tom Cruise. Yeah, he doesn't have any hair on his chest at all, which to me is like he's like a wet boy. I don't like it. He like if he gets like sweaty, he's gonna stick to you like one of those hand slappers. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Quarter machine sticky hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want to go out with a sticky hand. Fuck you, Tom Cruise. Um, did you <laughs> did you know that when Tom Cruise was filming? Eyes wide shut. It took him 95 tries to walk through the door, right? <laughs> like 95 takes? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, it sounds like... He really... I really want to watch that now and see, like, how how he really laid down the most beautiful door walking through that has ever been committed to film. Man, I could walk through a door so good. I bet I could... I bet I could walk through a door 95 ways. <laughs> I bet if I if I bet somebody that I could walk through a door 95 different ways, they would just stop me around like number 20 and be like, "Fine. Like here's your 10 bucks." You're a genius. Fuck you. They would just be like, "Fine. Like I don't want to watch you walk around fucking weird anymore." Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure you can do it. And you're just going to get more weird cuz you obviously start with the normal ways. <laughs> I would start with the weirdest ways. The last one would be me just walking regular. They'd be like, fucking finally. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta make them wait. You gotta make them wait. Right. The first one would be doing a backward somersault through the door. <laughs> now, see, I can't do I think what I would do, I, my first one I would start with, I think I would walk in my whole body like my lollipop straight up and down part of my body would yeah. be totally normal. But I would have my elbows out but like slightly elevated and I would walk <laughs> and wobble your elbows and I would walk and I would just wobble my elbows and my shoulders. But my, if you, if you just cut me off and you just looked at my lower body, it's like normal guy walking through a door, but then like, why is he doing the elbow thing? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> that would be number one. And you'd be like, Oh my God, where's it going to go from here? <laughs> 
you get crab walk into it. Stanley Kubrick would be losing my shit. He'd be like, I fucking, bro, I forgot to turn the camera on. You got me mesmerized with that elbow. <laughs> oh, Stanley Kubrick, you got it fucked up. <laughs> what are you learn about Tom Cruise today? His favorite color is uh, green. <laughs> to be an actor on his first try. <laughs> Getting to be an actor on your first try is so insanely fucking suspicious, Natalie. He's exactly That's 110 IQ. <laughs> There's nobody whose story of Hollywood goes, goes, well, he moved to Hollywood and basically as soon as he got there, he put his suitcases down on the ground. He got an agent and he acted in a blockbuster film that was pretty much how did that happen that's fucked like i know people who are actors that take so long and they're like smart and good at acting and stuff right mm -hmm. i i mean i'm not bragging i don't know anybody famous because it's fucking hard to make it right right that is the most incredible part of tom cruise's story is he walked right in all 110 iq points <laughs> he set down his junk food pasta and lobster <laughs> Just started acting right away. In the movies, just like he loved to see him. <laughs> just take the those... The drama and the comedy, all of it at the same time. He just loved the experience. He just, was just so happy to be there. He didn't care what he was making. He just... He walked right in and he said, take these old records off the shelf. And they said, which records? And he said, you know, whether it's rock and roll or just some classic jazz, I love all records. <laughs> all movies. Me and my family, we love to watch them. Do you know who doesn't love all movies? <sighs> Corey Grella. She's really kind of a pill about it sometimes. But who can blame her? She has great taste. Uh-uh. Less filling. <laughs> like a non-alcoholic drink. Right. <laughs> if you're going to have a non-alcoholic drink anywhere in the great heart-shaped 88-county state of Ohio, where would you do it, Natalie? Oh. Harlem Township in America. Harlem Township, it's mostly outside. How do you like that? That's a new... They've not touched our previous slogans. That's fine. Selective Township. Yeah. Selective Township, Delaware County, great state of Ohio. Mm-hmm. In America. In... Yes, mm -hmm. finally. Yeah, in America. Always. It's a little tagline right at the end of the commercial. <laughs> If you want to have a good time in America and you're not having a good time in America, hit patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. That's where you're going to meet and greet with us, all 300 of our friends. You can tell us what to talk about, and you'll hear over 100 episodes you haven't heard yet. Oh, uh, this episode was suggested to us by the lovely and elegant avocado overlord who thought that she should type tom cruise into the top suggestion box and yeah. then she submitted it and i said well now you have to listen to it <laughs> you thought you were being funny <laughs> yeah the garbage brain university discord it's where you get what you want unfortunately <laughs> well thanks again for listening and we'll talk to you again soon i love you goodbye Bye.